Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Week 14 of the Bagels and Locks podcast with Davey Bagels. My name is Chase Minorski. Dave, some congratulations are in order for you. But before we get there, um, I have a quick pop culture recommendation and then a pop culture question for you. Um, for anyone who wants to just see a crazy, cracked out movie, go see the movie Saltburn. Not to be confused with Salt Bay, the famous chef, Saltburn. Really good, insane thriller mystery movie. I, I'm sorry, I can't even engage with this. I just gotta I just gotta say it. I went five and zero this week. 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 Five wins and zero losses. Betting college football. Uh, you know, to all of my haters and doubters who would point to my record over three years and say this isn't possible. Um, fuck you. I'm back. Um, I'm never gonna lose a bet again. Okay, sorry. The salt burn. What was that about? Yeah, salt burn. Good movie. Uh, it's okay. Just everyone just Google it. Good movie. Very divisive film. And, uh, you know, I think, I don't know how much you guys hear about our personal lives on a weekly basis. Um, and I guess I should ask, are you Spotify or Apple music? Spotify. What were your top five artists of the year? Do I have to reveal that publicly? I prefer you did because I think you could tell a lot about people. And I would say you could pretty easily guess at least three of mine. <laughs> You're pretty diverse, though. You could go a lot uh, of directions. Not, not this year. <laughs> Was it like Fish and the Dead? And Fish actually didn't make the top five, believe it or not. But both the Dead and Dead and Co. did. <laughs> oh, wow. It was the Dead 1, Pearl Jam 2, Gaslight Anthem 3, Dead and Co. 4, Goose 5. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you got the two Dead and Goose. That was pretty close. And number one song of the year was Hunger Sight by Goose. So top five are is T Swift one? No, I mean it, it was just like modern country bullshit. It's like uh Morgan Wallen and Hardy and uh Luke Combs and Jordan Davis. And my fifth one was weird. I don't even remember it, but it was nothing too interesting. If you're into that kind of nouveau country wave, I'm I'm your guy. Have you heard of the artist? Um, I actually have to look it up, Hippie Sabotage. Well, I feel like I have. One of our friends' top two artists were Hippie Sabotage, followed by Jim Croce. Um, my first question was, who the fuck is Hippie Sabotage? My second response was, Jim Croce number two, I am here for you, friend. Who's Jim Croce? He sings uh, Operator. He sings If I Could Have Time in a Bottle. Uh, bad, Bad Leroy Brown. I got, an, um, I got a name. Like, good songs, but... You know, yeah, that's kind of a weird guy. This is like he well, he is the person who said this is a weird guy. So yeah. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. It's like a weird 1950s music. Yeah. Well, that suits him well, I guess. Um, yeah, congratulations to you on the five and no week. Um, I helped with two of those picks for whatever it's worth. Um you did. Yeah, no, no, no. Look, I, I'm not gonna forget where I came from. Um, started from the bottom. Now I'm the best gambler to ever grace the show. Uh, thank you for, for the, um, the, the two picks, the, uh, which two was it? Oh, for the, the Arizona pick, which I never would have come up with on my own. Um, and the Ravens pick, which I, I think I was running away from a little bit. And honestly, you had every, you had every right to based on how that game played out, to be honest with you. (laughs) What a fucking miracle cover. That was, Dude, I mean, I, I thought I was dead. Nah, the charge, if there's one team that is consistently good at shooting themselves in the foot, both in terms of betting and in real life, it is the Brandon Staley led chargers. We're just going to play into one of my picks later. Um, I went three and two Ravens covered Cowboys covered 10 and a half versus the commanders, the zone, a cover against ASU 10 and a half and Bama and Georgia did not cover three and two, 32, 25 and three. Chase, congrats. That's a, that's a, you're really putting together an impressive streak of positive weeks. And I mean this, I, I know I'm sounding insincere, but I do mean it. Um, that, that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for your streak. 
God, it's uh, impressive. It's five and zero oh, though. No, That's five zero losses, dude. Five and zero oh is legit. Um, I also had outside of the show some gambling highs and lows. Um, the high was uh, using. Oh, what'd you think of the ESPN app? Did you use it? Yeah, yeah. Let's do a review after we do picks. We'll do a quick yeah. review. All right. Well, I'll just say with one of my fifty dollars free plays, I hit a three leg college hoops parlay for three hundred bucks. Nice. Um, two of the three legs of which were plus four and a half, and those teams. Um, one by four points in both instances. Um, so shout out to the Bruins and Marquette. Um, and then fuck the Bruins football team. I came out last week banging the drum for Chip Kelly. Fuck him. Fuck the administration for keeping him. Uh, we lost to Cal 33-7 at the Rose Bowl to end the year, and I lost a considerable amount of money on that game. I didn't even realize that. That's a bad loss. Oh, it was the last Pac-12 after dark football game ever, and um, thank God for that. So moving along now, uh, we'll just jump right into picks. Wait, wait. Let me give my recap. Come on. This is like my one moment of glory. Yep, Don't yep. Me take, your, take your victory lap. That's on me. Okay. My five wins of the week. Okay. Oregon uh, crushed Oregon State. Arizona, thank you, Chase. All three of the Thanksgiving Day overs hit. I told you guys that. I had two of those. Washington at Dallas was the, uh, the, the lock of the week. And Green Bay uh, versus the Lions was, went over as well. And then thank you, Chase, for the uh, the Ravens bet, which hit on that last minute Zay Jones touchdown. He absolutely should have taken a knee oh, and run out the clock, and then they and then they win by three. You shouldn't even get the win because Zay Jones plays for I think the Jaguars and Zay Flowers. I was talking to Zay Flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, and then uh, my my losses on the week. Oh, I didn't have any. Okay, now I'm done. And you beat me in fantasy. I'll, I'll keep it going for you. Oh, you're right, Chase. So Chase put up. On Thanksgiving and then it just went downhill from there. And I think it's over. You put, I mean, you scored 130 points in a, in a standard non PPR league. That's, in, that's incredible. I just put up 140 points. Um, the, the greatest football weekend ever besides, you know, yeah. the Giants make for us an actual football. It's been a tough, well, the Giants won too, but depending on your vantage point, that was good or bad. Um, yeah, it's been a tough two weeks of fantasy, losing the back-to-back weeks by a point and a half with A.J. Brown putting up less than a point, and then this week um, putting up 130 points and losing. But we're due for a turnaround this week is all I'm going to say. Um, and to anyone who had the other side of the Oregon-Oregon State bet, I would rally for you to get a refund because their head coach left the next day, and I think that means his heart wasn't in it and you got the shaft. Hey, look, they knew something on that 13 and a half point line. We were saying that was a was a rat line and Vegas knew something, and I was goddamn right. They knew their coach was going to East Lansing, Michigan. Oh, and then one one more win for me. Um, Michigan minus three and a half. Yeah. You you were on the Ohio State side. Sorry, I'm sure that was a tough, tough morning at the bar. You know, um, look. Look, I, I bet on Ohio State, and I feel for my family. But at the end of the day, it was a great day for me. I drank and ate for free for four hours. So Can't beat that. Watch the good football game. Yeah, I was definitely – what did I do the night before that I was definitely hungover? Oh, I went to like a big gathering the night before. And um, I wish I had this recording, and I'll just tell a quick anecdote, and then we'll get into betting. It's like 2 in the morning. Um, I was one of the oldest people at Downtown Social for the evening. Um, and I'm drunk. I got a King Kong ice cream cone in my hand. Like life is great. I'm, I'm like eating the ice cream cone, smiling, get to the door, turn, you turn my app on to get into the building, whole intercom systems down. It's 2.15 in the morning, bear in mind. Where do you buy a King Kong ice cream cone at 2.15? Bodega? Uh, smoke shop on 56th and 1st. My guy open 24 seven. And he sells ice cream and joints? Uh, ice cream, joints, dip, ice. If I needed ice for my pregame. Guy's got everything. Yeah, that's all. He's got all his bases covered. Two fifteen in the morning. I'm buzzing. I'm like trying to buzz people's units. The whole system's down. So at that point, I call my buddy who was at the bar. I'm like, "Hey, I might need to come back down, meet you at the bar, sleep at your apartment." I'll explain later. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, no worries." Finally, I'm like, "All right, let me call the customer service." Bear in mind, I'm buzzed. I call. It's an Indian woman who doesn't speak a lick of English, so it would be pretty hard for me to understand her to begin with. In my inebriated state, even more difficult. She, for five minutes, makes me do the runaround, gives me all my information, the address, my phone number, this, that, to then just tell me I can't let you into the building. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you can't let me into the building? There's no, like, remote. No, sir, I can't try calling your super. 
at this point, I'm starting to lose patience. This is like a stand-up bit, but it really happened. I go, ma'am, with all due respect, it's fucking 2.15 in the morning here in New York. My super is fast asleep. I'm so sorry. There's nothing you can do. I'm like, okay, hang up. Beep. In my anger, and this is actually the worst part of the whole story, I launch my ice cream cone into the street. Ooh. Halfway, halfway done. Take a deep breath. Take a walk around the block. And then fortunately, the system was working again. But Oh, nice. Yeah, happy ending there. Um, and I'm going to give a, a positive and negative shout out to my dad, who when I get to the bar and tell him, yeah, I'm really hungover and have basically just spent the better part of the morning, like simultaneously drinking water and shitting my brains out from just drinking IPAs and tequila the night before, um, immediately goes, oh, let me get you a beer and hands me a 10, 11% delirium, like sipping beer. I'm like, dude, I need a Bud Light right now. Um, hey, he was just trying to get after it. And but shout out to our new sponsor, Screwball Whiskey, because um, that got me through the game, and it's very tasty. I, you know, I like some Screwball. It has its place. It's a great, like, hungover, and you want to drink and feel sophisticated beer, uh, whiskey. Yeah, and it's kind of sweet. It's got that fun peanut butter taste to it. Screwball Whiskey, new show sponsor. Welcome. And, sh- and shout out to the chef at the restaurant we went to Wednesday who gave us free appetizers. That was cool. Ooh, what's that restaurant? They can be a sponsor too. It's uh, the place that used to be where Cozy was in Livingston. Oh, 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 the place that we went. Yeah, yeah the place we all went to. But but Cone's Italian. Congratulations. You're now a, a sponsor of the Bagels and Locks podcast. Very proud of you. Um, all right. It is championship week in college football. A lot of games this week. Uh, I will go... I got a boring slate this week. Four of my five picks this week are actually uh, overs and unders as I'm looking at it. So a very, a very uncharacteristic week for me. Um, so I'll go with the fun one first. Uh, I'm going to go Georgia-Bama over 55 and a half. Both of these teams have elite skill players defensively. Um, last week, even though they didn't cover, Georgia put up 34 points against Georgia Tech. Um, the Iron Bowl, I think, what was the final score? 27-24. I mean, an if you haven't seen it yet, just a ridiculous ending to the Iron Bowl. Honestly, up there with the um, – No, kicks. I don't say it. It's not that good, but it was a great ending. Fourth and 31, touchdown in the corner of the end zone to win the game. It was pretty crazy. I mean, it, an unbelievable throw. The ESPN and said the game – the ESPN, I was walking home and following it. Then the app said the game was over. Wow. So, pretty insane there. Yeah, um, it was an ending. Both of these offenses are just so good. Jalen Monroe – I think, honestly, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. And to me, as great as Phoenix was the first half of the year, I think the second half has been so uneven. Um, to me, Jalen Monroe is my third Heisman finalist. I think it, it should be. It's, it's Milrow. There's no end. Yeah, Jalen Milrow, my apologies. Regardless, should be the third Heisman finalist, in my opinion. It should be um, Bo Nix, Jane Daniels, and, and uh, Milrow. Those are my three. Uh, I think this is just going to be a fun uh, – both offenses have so many talented players. I think this is going to be a fun shootout. Um, and I really don't know who's going to win because this is like the classic Bama escapes the Iron Bowl where weird shit happens. They have so much momentum. Georgia hasn't lost in two years. It's like at some point maybe, you know, the iron meets the road or whatever the saying is. But I don't know. That's why I'm just going to take the over because the line is Bama plus six and a half. I think Bama could win this game. Um, it's basically a win and you're in for the playoff. If Georgia loses, maybe they still get in, but I don't know. I think this is just going to be a fun fireworks game. So I'm going over 55 and a half SEC title game. See, that's funny. I, I think I lean under here. Neither offense looked particularly good last week against bad opponents. Um, and like, I, I think these are two really good defenses this game, like this, this Bama Georgia SEC championship game, it doesn't usually go over. You know, this is usually a little bit of a rock fight, and the number's not in the 40s. It's 54 and a half. So I don't think I'm going to put it on my board, but um, I, I, I think I'm against you here, big man. That's all good. For whatever it's worth, the last. Um... I mean, again, this is like comparing apples to oranges, but the last Bama-Georgia SEC title games, 2018, there was 63 points. Um, 2021, there was 55 points, so right on the buzzer there. Um, and last year, Georgia put up a 50-burger in the SEC title game. But they didn't play 
Did they play Bama last year? They didn't, no, right? They, they, played they played LSU. City. So, again, I know it's not an, an accurate comparison, but. No, but, I mean, the, the, that's helpful to know, actually. So, 55 is probably right on the money. Yeah, I don't the know. Last, like, the last four or five years, like, the one exception, the one blowout was 2019 when LSU blew out Georgia in the SEC title game. But that, yeah, was, that was the best team ever. Yeah, that was the best college football team of all time. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, the NC title games in the last five years, 35-28, 37 25-46, 41-24, 30-50. So a lot of points for a conference that prides itself on defense. Yeah. Yeah. 55 but I mean, yeah. is a big number. Every team is different, so it means nothing. But, you know, I'm just, just trying to give as much background as possible. Yep. Now, let's talk about the spread, though, because, you know, there's there's – there's really only three big championship games, three or probably four. Um, and I think we should talk about all of them. So I, I don't know that I have a lean here. I think if I had to bet it today, it would probably be Georgia minus five and a half. Um, you know, they've, they've just looked better. And that's a pretty small number. They didn't look great against Tech, but they looked a lot better than Bama looked against um, – against Auburn and like neither of these teams have really played that much good competition. So it's, it's hard to say, but I don't know. I think I lean Georgia, but it is a lot of points. I can, I can, I can see the Bama case. Roll Tide. Honestly, looking at this, like, and I'll say it at the end, there's a great five, six team teaser to be had from uh, a lot of the conference championship games. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll we'll definitely piece that together. I, I think the other point on this, and this is the last point, and we'll move on, is um, I I feel like the the Georgia passing game is a little bit better than than Bama's with like Beck and Bowers. They're playing like good football, um, and I don't know. I I think Milrow has looked better throwing the ball, but I don't think he's Beck. I don't know. That's my lean. I'm talking myself into it. I love. Um, I, I love I love Carson Beck. I, I banged the drum for him to be a first round pick, I think, a week or two ago. So yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to the Pac 12. Um I thought about the over here. It's 66. I bet it when it was 76 five weeks ago when these two teams played. Um, and it hit easily. And I just don't know that my heart's in it anymore. I think Oregon's defense is playing better football. And um, this line is huge, and I think it's because Vegas knows something. They know, just like they knew last week when Oregon played Oregon State and were huge favorites, I think they know that Oregon is the best football team in this conference by far. So I'm taking them minus nine and a half against Washington in – where is this game? Is it Roosevelt? No, it's in Vegas. Vegas. Pac-12 does everything. Well, I mean, it's a moot point after this year, but yeah, they do everything in Vegas for championships. That That's what I'm taking, um, which feels a little weird because Washington won the last time they played. And now I'm going to take Oregon with almost 10 points, but I, I think defensively they're so much better. Yeah. So if I were to take the spread, I would take Oregon. Um, I, to me right now, Oregon is playing the best of any team in America, better than Georgia, better than Michigan. Um, UW since that Oregon game, these have been the um, – I'm just pulling up the schedule. Give me one second. Okay. 15-7 win against ASU. 42-33 against Stanford. 52-42 against USC. 35-28 versus Utah. 22-20 versus Oregon State. 24-21 versus Washington State. So three one-possession games in a row. Under 10 points the three games prior to that. Here is Oregon since losing then. Beat Washington State by two touchdowns. 35-6 against Utah. 63-19 versus Cal, 36-27 versus USC, 49-13 versus ASU, and 31-7 versus Oregon State. This team's rolling. Um, it's both. I feel bad for Jaden Daniels because he's not going to play. Uh, to me, Jaden Daniels should win the Heisman, but right now it's Bo Nix to lose. If he goes in, takes care of business, Bo, I can't believe I'm saying this, Bo leave it that Bo Nix will be your Heisman Trophy winner after this weekend. Um, yeah, I like the Ducks. I, I can't believe you said that either. I mean, the amount of money we lost on this kid at Auburn when he sucked ass and would throw three picks every time. All the coaching day. staff may have just sucked. Yeah. That was Melzahn, right? I mean, all that said, Bo Nix's numbers this year. I mean, Daniels are no, he's great. 
I mean, Bo Nix has a 78.6% completion percentage for 3,900 yards, 37 touchdowns, and two picks. Jesus, I didn't realize it was that good. And he's played the best competition of anybody. He, he yeah, does I, deserve it. Just to play devil's advocate, Jaden Daniels played a SEC and Florida State schedule. Um, had 72.2% completion percentage, 3,800 yards, 40 touchdowns, four picks, 10 rushing TDs, and rushed for 1,100 yards. Yeah, he has like the same numbers as Bo. LSU, did him, LSU did him a real disservice. Yeah, their defense did him a real disservice is the problem. They they couldn't stop anybody. Yep. Um, all right, you got Oregon. Um, I only have two college picks this week. Wow. And one of them is my lock of the week. Ooh. This is the ultimate zag when everybody else zigs. I am taking, and you're hearing this correct, over 34 and a half. In the Iowa-Michigan game. <laughs> Hear me out. I think the Michigan D is scoring at least one touchdown in this game. The Michigan D is great. They're going to shut down Iowa. Michigan's offense last week put up 27 points against Iowa State. The offense is good. Here's where I'm drawing the similar parallels here. Iowa played Penn State and lost 31 to nothing. Since then, they've had defenders get hurt. Their offense still sucks. The Iowa-Nebraska game, betting that game, um, was it last week or two weeks? Or it was last week? It was last week, yeah. The, oh, the, oh, I also hit a college football parlay. Hit a college football parlay last week, too. Um, I, 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 and again, wasn't that great of a week because I lost so much money on UCLA. Um, but I took the uh, Iowa money line in the Nebraska-Iowa game. The last 50 seconds of that game had two picks with teams trying to run out the clock. Both teams trying to run out the clock. Uh, both teams trying to call a timeout at the same time. And Iowa's backup kicker hitting the game-winning field goal. All that said, the Michigan offense is rolling. They're going to get Harbaugh back. I think they're going to be fired up. I think as good as this Iowa defense is, Michigan's going to just run it down their throats. I think the defense scores a touchdown. Maybe Iowa scores late. And I just think somehow, some way, there's going to be 35 points scored in this game. Lock of the week. Fuck it. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. I, I said I was going to tell you on one, and I'm I'm in on this. Michigan, they, I mean, they should score 24, 27, 31 points. Plus and the defense. Like, I would just have to get in the, I would just have to get in once, you know, which they didn't do against Penn State. If, if they had scored one touchdown that game, I'd feel better about this. Also, if but, I told you JJ threw a pick six, would you bat an eye? No, against this defense, he absolutely could. So uh, that's my well, lot. It's my contrarian pick. Your lock is, I think this is a smart pick. I think you're thinking about it the right way. The line here is 23 points. It would be really hard for Michigan to win by 25 or 26 points, and they're not to be 35 points total. I yeah. like We would yeah. have to get another Iowa shutout. Yeah, you should honestly, if you're going to take the over at that point, just parlay the two. 100%. I mean, that that's the way to bet it. Yeah, because one's, like you said, one's not hitting without the other. Um, right, or if you want to take the under, bet it with Iowa. Yeah, um, so that is my contrarian lock of the week. Do you have any other college picks? I do. My lock of the week is also on the college side. I'm going to the ACC, and I'm taking Florida State minus two and a half. Um, this line would have been 12 and a half or 20 with Travis. Without him, they didn't look great last week. But you know who else didn't look great last week and lost? Louisville. You know yeah. who? hasn't looked great all year is like Louisville. You know, they've been a fun story, um, but every single game they've won has been a one score game. They've just been gritting it out all year. I think this is a good football team. I don't think they're that much better than the other midsection of the ACC. Um, you know, Duke, when they were playing well, Carolina, when they play well, um, Notre Dame, Clemson. Like, I, I don't I don't think they're that much better than all of those teams that they beat by one score. They lost to Pitt. They lost to Kentucky last week, which is a terrible loss. Um, I think even no Travis, Florida State just has too much talent across the field. They're well coached. Uh, and I, I think they win this game by a lot. Um, yeah. I, look, everyone sleeps on how good the Florida State D has been all year. Um, so even with the backup quarterback, I mean, I, I think – I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they haven't played the hardest schedule, but 
neither is Louisville. You know, like this, they're they're not playing a, a great team. I, I don't know. I, I'm just not that worried about Louisville scoring that many points on on them. But I do think they'll get absolutely crushed when they step into the playoff um, without Travis. I, I was worried about them with Travis, honestly. Um, all right, real quick. Um, if you want a college football teaser, and I'll and this will kind of explain my logic for the rest of the conference championship games as well. Um, take a six-point teaser, seven legs, and you get it for plus 1,200. Um, I like New Mexico State teased up to plus 16 and a half versus Liberty. Liberty's good. Liberty's undefeated. But Jerry Click under New Mexico State in year one has worked absolute wonders there. Or not Jerry Click, Jerry Kill. My apologies. Um, again, I think Liberty wins this game, but I do not think that they are 16 points better than New Mexico State. New Mexico State, uh, two weeks ago, beat an Auburn team um, that took Bama to the limit last week. Probably should have won. So I think 16 and a half points is enough to feel good there. Uh, in the Oregon-Washington game, you get Oregon down to three and a half. Um, Miami-Ohio-Toledo, I have no analysis, so we're going to skip that one. Texas-OK State, the Big 12 title game is weird, but I think Texas takes care of, takes care of business. You get that down to eight and a half. Um, Although, honestly, the more I think of it, get OK State up to 20 and a half. I don't know. Texas, they they looked good last week on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Ewers is still working his way back in, but I, I think they'll score a lot of points on, on Oklahoma State. Um, they're going to be motivated to win this game. I, I think they cover. You tease them all the way up to 20, you start feeling a little bit better, but – you can totally see a world where they're they're up like 34 nothing at the end of the third quarter, and this is an ass-kicking. Bama, you get them up to 12-and-a-half. I think that's plenty of points. Um, yeah. SMU, Tulane. I like Tulane minus three-and-a-half. Um, winner of this game gets a New Year's Six bowl spot for the group uh, for the um, group of five, six, whatever the hell it is nowadays. It's hard to keep track of. Um, but I think it'll be close. You can get SMU plus nine-and-a-half. You get Florida State to plus three-and-a-half. And then take that over in the Michigan Iowa game down to twenty eight and a half. Yeah, I, I like it all. I mean, we talked about all the big ones. Um, I don't really have a lean on Tulane, and then, and then, yeah, I, honestly, I, I would I would tease Texas down rather than Oklahoma State up. But other than that, I like it. Yeah. Also, um, check. Be near your phone Sunday because I will be uh, out of the country, so I may need some help placing some. That's what I'm here for, sir. This is what podcast co-hosts do. Yeah, because you know I don't need to deal with a uh, a Rubian sportsbook. It's not really what I'm looking to do. Uh, they probably have a casino there, though. They they I bet oh they, they have no, they have multiple casinos. I've learned that the easy way and the hard way. Um, but yeah, I don't need to deal with a sportsbook there. Um, all right, do you want to do any promos, this and that, or move over to the NFL? No, let's go to let's go to the league. Man, weird slate this week. <laughs> I didn't weird. think it was that weird, honestly. All right, my first pick, I'm going under 40 and a half in the Pats Chargers. I just think both of these offenses are so fucking broken. Yeah. Both, both defenses suck too, but whether it's Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, Bill Belichick has made it his life's goal, it seems, this year to make sure his entire quarterback room has no self-confidence. Um and I just think Staley doesn't have it with this team anymore. Eckler looks like he's done. Uh, you know, Keenan Allen is only one man. And, um, I, you know, look, at, at a certain point, I, I know we talk about Justin Herbert this, Justin Herbert that, but the guy's a 500 quarterback. And at a certain point, like, yeah, the D hasn't been good. The coaching hasn't been good. But he's consistently had a top 10 running back in Eckler. He's had Keenan. I know Mike Williams is hurt, but. They drafted Quentin Johnson to replace him. Like Gerald yeah, Everett. He, like he looks bad. Quentin Johnson looks bad. He's bad. I, I just think, you know, at a certain point, Herbert, you can have all the physical tools in the world, but you got to win football games. Um, so I like the under in this game. Yeah. First on Herbert, the Rivers comparisons have started to come out. And I feel for the guy because he really does have like the, you know, he puts up all the stats. He looks the part of the Hall of Famer, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And it's just never supported by wins, which was the Rivers MO for like 15 years. So I hope it doesn't go that direction. Um, but, you know, people are starting to talk about it. 
I agree with the under here. Um, the only variable is the Chargers should be scoring more points and, and have busted out a few games this year. The Pats are not going to score any points. Um, but what I really like here, and my first NFL pick, um, I'm taking the Pats plus six. I, I don't think the Chargers are in a place right now where they're going to blow anybody out. Uh, I think they're super dysfunctional on both sides of the ball, especially on the defensive side of the ball. If there's ever been a game for Mac or Bailey or whoever to figure it out, it's against this horrible defense. Um, and let me, let me paint a picture for you. Like the Pats win this game. You know, they, the, the chargers look horrible on defense. They win this game late. You know, Staley does something stupid. He doesn't manage the clock. Right. Um, and, you know, Belichick sort of coaches them to a, to a win here against a horrible defense and Staley gets fired the next day. I, like you can you've seen this happen before with bad coaches late in the year. So I, I like the Pats plus six. That's my official pick, but I'm definitely going to take a money line. So here's where I think the Pats could actually win. And this is going to be some Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. If I'm Bill Belichick, I think it's looking increasingly likely I think even Pats fans are done with Belichick. Yeah, they and kind of need a rebuilding coach. You and know, maybe this is just me listening to Simmons as much as I do talking, but it just kind of seems like it's run its course. The problem is it's not so much Belichick the coach, but like, you know, he's run the personnel decisions for like the last 20 years. And his drafts the last five years have just been objectively catastrophic. Yeah. Like just tries. He's that guy who thinks he's smarter than everyone else. It's taking, it's like taking Cole Strange in the first round. Like you could have had that guy in the third round. But you had to be, you had to make that pick. Um, I think there is a world where Bill Belichick is coaching to win this game to get Brandon Staley fired so he could be the next coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, it's just a shitty organization, you know, like that that's the reason that Archie had Eli, you know, demand to get traded so he'd never play there because it's like a shitty organization with no fans. It's just not where you go if you have all the power in the world. You know, I, I, I think it's much easier to see him like, I don't even know. I haven't thought about this. I mean, he's and not he, going to go to the Panthers or the Raiders. No, Bill's not going to a rebuilding team. He's going to a team that's ready to win now. And I do think the Chargers are ready to win now with the right coach. I just think Staley's a bad coach. He's definitely a bad coach. They got serious coaching problems, but it's a shitty organization. I mean, it's it's amazing how shitty they've been over the last, like, 20 odd some years. When you look at the fact that since 2000, their quarterbacks have been Drew Brees into Phillip Rivers into Justin Herbert. Yeah. They, it's just, it's a shitty organization, you know, and that like permeates down to the coaching. Um, they're, they're just poorly run from the very top. Yeah. There was one year, I, I don't know the exact year, but it was when Marty Schottenheimer was the coach, I think um, where they had the number one ranked offense and the number one ranked defense, but their special teams was so historically bad that they missed the playoffs. That sounds like Chargers, just losing and failing in the most spectacular ways. Yep. All right. Belichick um, to the Jets. Let's. I want to talk about Belichick. Could he go to the Jets? Was Rogers? Didn't he coach there for a second? Literally a second. He got the job, resigned, and then took the Patriots job. Um, this would be I, like. I just the thing is for him to go somewhere else. The Patriots have to trade him because they'll still be under contract like they did, like how Sean Payton got to Denver. And I just don't see that happening. I don't know. If you're the Jets and you can trade for Bill Belichick with Rodgers at quarterback. I think ultimately the Jets are going to hire whoever the fuck Aaron Rodgers wants to be a quarterback. Yeah, but he'll probably be okay with Belichick. I also think there's a world where they don't fire Salah. And, you know, I, I think like organizationally top to bottom, they might just be using the, well, we have Rodgers coming back excuse next year, even though Rodgers is going to be 40 and coming off of a torn Achilles that somehow has miraculously healed in three months, despite years and years of medical data suggesting that's impossible. I, I don't think they do fire Sala unless Bill drops them a line like, hey, I'm going to get traded out of here. You know, give send a second for me. Um, I agree. Can I just do a quick basketball segue? Like that's probably- that's- as highly frowned upon on this show, but I guess we can it's allow it. It's just take like 30 seconds. Yep. Is Jokic so good that he's making us numb to the concept of just insane triple doubles? Triple doubles? Yeah, I think especially big men triple doubles like this. Like, you know, like, we saw we used to see him with Russ all the time and it, we were numb to it. I think it's cooler with a big man. 
Like he in 33 minutes and had 32, 10, and 15. And the 15 was 15 assists. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's this man is 6'11, 284 pounds, and his average is leading the he's seventh in scoring, first in rebounds, and ninth in the league with four assists. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I it's it's unless unless they have a real injury, and I know Murray's out for a little bit, right? Um I it's hard to see them not winning it again. Here's here's one other thought, and then we'll go back to football. Is Jokic the best all-around offensive player we have ever seen? Uh, I mean, I guess if you count like passing, shooting, all around, he probably covers more bases than anybody else. Like doing thing, everything, but like I, I don't know if if you need a bucket, he's not the number one guy. You want the ball in his hand. That's fair. Um, all right, just my two cents. That was some basketball. Yeah, um, all right, I'm going to end with a spread. So I will go for my next pick. It's kind of a big number, and both these are playing well, but over 47.5 in the Eagles-Niners game. Um, Niners offense is clicking again. Uh, again, Brock had that couple-week slump. But if you took away any team's left tackle, who's the best left tackle in the NFL – and their Swiss Army knife, yeah, he's not going to be as good. Um, the offense is humming again. Uh, the Eagles, look, the Eagles have done this thing now the last two weeks where, like, they get outplayed, they win the game, they beat the Bills, they beat the Chiefs, they put up 21 against the Chiefs, they put up 28 against the Cowboys, 37 against the Eagles, 38 against the Commanders, 31 against the Dolphins. You get the point. They've scored a bunch of points. Um, again, both these are good, but I think both these offenses are elite. I see at least one tush push for sure. And I think this is going to be a really fun game. What time is this game at? I think this is a four o'clock game. 425. All right. So that's 325 Aruba time, which means right around happy hour. Bang. Hit that swim up bar, swim up there, order yourself a drink, watch the fireworks. Yeah. Any thoughts on this game? And I'd also love to know your thoughts on the spread for this game. Yeah, so I'm I'm telling you here. Um, I love this one. I had a list of things I wanted to bet, but I said I would hold this spot for telling you. This was the number one thing I wanted to bet anyway. So I'm happy this worked out. Um, I mean, the the Niners are two and a half point favorites, despite being away and playing the best team in the league. So I think that tells you a lot about how well they're playing right now now that they're back at full strength, but the Eagles are not going to get blown out. You know, they play everybody close. They're going to miraculously win this game because they're the team of destiny and it sucks. So I, you know, the Niners are going to score points. The Eagles are going to keep up. I think it easily goes over 47 and a half. And if I had to pick the spread, I think I'd take the Eagles because it just kind of feels like they're never going to lose again. All right. Fair enough. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's, I, you know, I think the way to bet the Eagles and my buddy Will was a big Eagles fan made like $500 in this last week. Like, you know, they're going to be down at the half. Just like bet the money line at the half. Yeah. I, honestly, that's the, that's the best way to bet the chiefs too. Like you just kind of know that they're, they're going to figure it out, especially against like these mediocre teams. So they went down 14, nothing against the Raiders. Easiest end of the first quarter money line bet ever. Um, I think you bet the Eagles the same way. Um, all right. And then my final pick. And then I, I have a 10 team teaser that I just cooked up that I don't just like, I love, Ooh. love, um, last pick is Colts minus one and a half versus the Titans. Um, look, I know JT is out for two weeks with a thumb injury. Of course, right after I traded from a dynasty, that's <laughs> typical, but look, I, I, at the end of the day, it's like Taylor being out sucked. Zach Moss, when he was playing for Taylor was one of the five best running backs in football. So yeah, like, I know he was on my bench the whole time. So, like, the depth takes a hit, but, you know, Moss has been good. They beat the – I mean, this Colts team, I think, against all odds with Minshew Mania, I do think will be a wild card team in the AFC. Um, what did the Titans do last week? They beat some shitty team, right? I, I honestly don't remember. They, I don't remember they, either. They almost lost to the Panthers, I think. They lost 17-10, but the Panthers were in Titans territory to end it. I just think the Colts – I think this Colts team is good. I think the defense is good. Um, I think um, Shane Strickland in his first year there has done a very good job in Indy. 
Um, and look, I'm just not a Will Levis believer. Um, so I like the Colts to take care of business there. My my only comment is that I dropped Zach Moss for Will Levis because I need a I need a starting QB this week. I did that last week and I look like the biggest fucking idiot because I don't think Levis is really startable. Um, somebody picked I don't have Zach. Somebody picked them up though. If not, he's on waivers and he'll be the first pickup. Yeah, no, somebody picked them up because that oh, was somebody picked them up beforehand. Yeah, that was my first thought as soon as I saw that. I was like, oh, Zach Moss. Um, can can I can I as a quick aside just like I, this is this is not our league. I'll preface that, so I'll spend like five seconds on this. I'm gonna just read you what my starting lineup is for one of my teams this week or what my general starting lineup is. And I'm curious to know what you would tell me the team's record is. Okay. Um, Mahomes, Eckler, Pacheco, Ayuk, Tank Dell, random tight end streamer, Zach Moss flex, Falcons D against the Jets, um, and random kick and trick uh, streamer with DK and got, and Chris Goodwin on the bench. What do you think that team's record is? You should be two games above 500. One and however many games we've played. Wow. Unbelievable, right? Like, it's like a solid team. It's it's rock solid. You should be, like, probably not making the playoffs, but in the hunt. One and 11 somehow. Jeez, I'm sorry. I, it's, all, uh, it's, it's all good. It's a low buy-in league. Um, but I just wanted to make sure I'm not crazy, and, like, that does at least seem like a decent team. So you're not going to make the playoffs in that league, clearly. You're going to be fighting to keep out of the last place, the toilet bowl. You're not going to make the playoffs in our league now. Sorry about that. That's kind of my fault. No, I'm going to beat I'm going to beat I'm going to beat Anthony next week and it's all going to be okay. Ooh, you got a head to head for second place. That's fun. I got Well, I'm going to need some help too, but yeah. Fortunately, fortunately I got Steve this week. Um, which again, my team a rough couple of weeks, but I am playing him without Saquon and Cole Komet and uh that helps considerably. Giants by this week is great. When we're when we're bad, there's nothing better than the bye week. You just don't even have to think about it. The I mean, a lot of from a fantasy standpoint, though, a lot of good team like Saquon, obviously from the Giants, but uh, Devontae and the Raiders, the Bills are on a bye this week. A lot of late buys that are uh, kind of crazy it's, with these late last season last week matchups. It does feel like a crazy late buy. I, look, I have the Diggs and Allen stack, so I've been dreading this week. All year, I've been hoping that I'll be in playoff position by now, and I can just drop this. I'm not, you know, I'm one game out of last. Even, play. even the Bears, I mean, in like PPR league, especially like Herbert, DJ Moore, and Fields, like brutal week. Yeah, although if you're starting Fields all year, you got bigger problems. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right, you ready for the ten team tease? Oh, you have one more pick. No, I'm done. Oh, okay, then ready for the ten team teaser plus two thousand. Oh baby! All right, Juice. you just say yay or nay. Cowboys minus two and a half at home versus Seattle. Yeah, I like it. I honestly like I think they're gonna cover eight and a half. Seattle yeah, playing shitty football. Steelers at home plus a half versus the Cardinals. They fired Matt Canada, had 400 yards of offense last week. Kenny Pickett actually looked like a serviceable NFL quarterback. Yeah, seriously. Blame Canada. Blame like Canada. Um, Lions plus one and a half versus the Saints. I think Love the Lions. It. I think the Lions bounce back after losing to the Packers last week. Um, plus, the Saints are going to, in all likelihood, be without both Alave and um, is Rashi Rice on their team? No, no, no. Rashid Shahid. Rashid Shahid. Thank you. So they're going to be without two top receivers. So good bounce back stop for the Lions. I like the Colts plus four and a half at the Titans. Falcons plus three at the Jets. I think even the Falcons can't fuck up beating Tim Boyle. The the hard one are the shitty ones. It's the Jets bet and it's the Titans bet because like those are four shitty teams or like, you know, just a cut above the Giants and the Patriots shitty teams. Those games could go anyway. Um, I like picking the dogs with lots of points, honestly, in them and just give yourself cushion. Not with Tim Boyle. Um, Dolphins yeah. minus three and a half at the Commanders. We know what the Dolphins do against shitty teams. Um, yeah. You could take the over down to 41 and a half in that Jags Phillies game or Phillies Bengals or uh, Phillies, Jesus Christ. Eagles Niners game. You could get it down to 41 and a half. That's a lock. 
Jags minus two and a half at home versus the Bengals. I'm back on the Jags bandwagon. They took care of business against the Texans. Yeah, they're a lot like the Dolphins. They beat up on the on the shitty team, so they should they should coast this week. Um, you could take the we talked about that over under in the um where the fuck is it on the bed sheet? Give me one second. That uh did it just disappear off my page? Where are that Chargers game? You could get the under down to 46 and a half. There's no way both those teams are combined to score 47 points. Yeah. And then um, Chiefs even against the Packers. Packers look good, but um, I think the Chiefs figured it out in the second half last week. Yeah, the, the Chiefs are absolutely going to win this game, so that's a good one. Um, you don't have the you don't have the Broncos in here. Take t- tease the Broncos up to what was this a four or six point teaser? Tease them up to like seven and a half or ten. Um, well, the Broncos are giving three and a half. I think no. No, 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 getting. They're at the Texans. Oh, um, yeah, I like teasing them up. And then, honestly, if you're feeling real dangerous, tease the Browns up to plus nine and a half. Could be Broadway Joe Flacco. Oh, is Joe going to get the start? They said if DTRs hurt, Joe Flacco will be playing quarterback. And this is going to sound crazy. I think if it's Joe Flacco, you take Browns money line. Yeah. Joe Flacco every year is good for one bullshit win like this. Last week with the last year with the Jets, it was against I think the Browns and the Ravens, honestly. Definitely against the Ravens. Broadway Joe. And the and Rams Flacco, suck. Yeah. And if, Flacco's, offense. and if Flacco's playing quarterback, hammer all the Elijah Moore overs because it's the only wide receiver he's played with before. The only way to bet the Browns this year is to bet the under. Um, I guess the only game I didn't mention amongst all of those was, I guess that was it. I think we covered in some way or form over the course of that teaser, every game. I also would, I also would tease the over, um, 47 and a half for that Broncos Texans game. If you don't want to tease the Broncos, I would tease the over to 53 and a half. I would do both. I mean, yeah, well, it's going to be a shootout. Broncos are figuring it out. Take them with the points. I still don't know if the Broncos' offense is that good, to be honest. It's fine. They're, it's good enough. They score enough. Russ looks like a serviceable quarterback. So you, so you wouldn't take over? You would. I, I think, sorry, I would take under 54 and a half is what I meant to say. Oh, because you moved it up. Nah, look, I like the over at 47 and a half. I like it. Right? That's what it is. It's 47. You can take the over down. The over would go down to 41 and a half. And the under would go up to 53 and a half. Honestly, I kind of like both. I was about to say, you feel pretty comfortable in the middle there. Yeah, one way or the other. I Take either one. I, I think both hit. Yep, I'm with you. Um, I like this. All right. And then uh, you do some promo stuff and I'll piece together some prize picks. I probably won't hit. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, let's talk bagel bet. So... Last week, I had the bagel bet teaser. Um, two of the three hit. Joseph on the Lions went under. It was my first under tackle assist bet. Um, so a, a, a big milestone for us. And then I had Bobby Wagner over three and a half. That was such a lock. Um, and the only one I lost, I kind of told you guys, this was Cameron Curl. Um, I had him over two and a half, which he hasn't really done that much, but there wasn't a, a lot of options in that um cowboys commander game so i told you i hated that one that's the only one that lost but that brings my bagel bet record to eight and three on the year which is pretty damn good especially given how much i've struggled in other areas so this is something that i've clearly figured out and if you're smart you'll be telling me here as as well as with the rest of my picks but um i'm going back to the well i'm going bobby wagner over three and a half the dude's got 53 tackle assists on the year that's like five a game um, he's only got, I think, three out of 11 games where he's he's been under four. So take him over three and a half. You're getting juice here. Usually this is like a minus 115 bet. This week it's plus 120. So that's a little bit scary because I wonder what Vegas knows. But I'm, I'm sticking with the idea that Vegas doesn't know shit about this bet. They're not paying enough attention to it. They don't see enough action on it. And that's why... Um, that's why we've been able to make some money on it because we're paying attention and they aren't. So Bobby Wagner over three and a half, as always tackle assist in the Thursday night game. Um, all right. And then 
promosexuals. Um, so there's been some weirdness going on in promo world. Last week I did the whole rant about them paying more attention to the NBA. This week the rant is a little more like there's been some collusion, I think, between FanDuel and DraftKings. So they're, they're both really only offering one good promo um, in the NFL, and it's the same promo. It's, a, it's an insurance or a no-sweat same-game parlay where they'll let you do a same-gamer on the Thursday night game up to like 10 bucks, and then they'll give you your money back if it loses, and you have to put in a certain number of legs. So that's an okay promo, something to put in at least. Um, and you know, get your money back. There's no risk to it, but keep an eye out on DraftKings and FanDuel colluding on these promos. In the beginning of the year, it was like an arms race for who could, who could give away more promos and, uh, get more customers. And now they're price fixing a little bit. I think they've come to a corporate agreement not to, uh, not to out promo each other. So I don't like that. I would like the, uh, SEC or someone to look into that kind of, um, price fixing because I think it's illegal. Uh, Okay. Price picks. Uh, before we do that, before I forget, what'd you think of the bet ESPN app? Oh, true. Let's talk bet ESPN. Um, so I got some pros and some cons. Con not available in New York. Next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's it's going to show up though. Um, so the pros, they gave away 250 bucks, five $50 free bets. That was pretty sweet. Jeez, I only got 200. I got in too early. Yeah, I think they upped to 250. It was pretty sweet. Fuckers. Um, I found the layout to be pretty nice, at least like I think as nice, maybe a little worse than DraftKings. I liked it better than FanDuel. I thought they did a good job. Um, there were like certain things that weren't as easy to do. Like they don't they don't track your your same gamers for you. Like you know you're on FanDuel or DraftKings. They'll like show you that if you have to get Devontae Adams over 75 and he only has 62 ESPN didn't have like a live update of scores and stats and stuff. So that was a pain in the ass. I had to change apps to check scores. Um, they also like, you know, if you wanted to take like an alternate spread or something or like, you know, sell points, DraftKings has like the bar you can move and like really easily select how many points you want to give or sell. Um, ESPN had like a more wonky scrolling thing. So I didn't love that. Um, and the worst part was they had this bullshit deposit match thing where they said they were going to match up to $2,000 and then you put a bunch of money in and you find out it wasn't a deposit match at all. It was a cash back program where if you bet $2,000, they'll give you 5% of that cash back which is a fucking far cry from a $2,000 deposit match that we got when we signed up for DraftKings and FanDuel. So overall, I'll give it a solid B. Some real bullshit in there, but a pretty good layout and uh, $250 for free. I like the how that the boosts were very uh, – A, there were a lot of boosts, and B, a little bit more like accessible and creative, I would say. I agree. Great boost. They had like eight boosts every time I went to them. Um, some interesting parlay stuff, some, some, um, like some two player, same gamers. Cool. Um, all right. Wait, give, it, give it a, give it a rating for us. Oh, I, um, it's a B slash incomplete for me. Cause I honestly just like bet what I wanted to bet and got off the app. <laughs> so no other real feedback for the ESPN folks. Get to New York. That's the fucking feedback. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're trying, there's nothing they can do. That's my response. Get to New York. Um, all right, prize picks. Bear in mind, I usually take fantasy points. It's not up yet. Um, but I feel pretty good about what I have, all that said. Um, all right, two players to score a touchdown right off the bat. Hurts, the tush push is tushing. And uh, Monty scored Montgomery the last, like, three games. I think he keeps that up against the Saints. Um, Goff has looked generously very shaky the last couple weeks. Um, so I think Shitty. they went up. I think they look on lead on the run game a little bit more against the Saints. All that said, though, you're still taking a member of the Lions pass catching group. Um, Amon Ross, St. Brown, over 81 and a half yards. Um, he's just pretty like shitty golf proof. Even last week when golf looked terribly at 95 receiving yards. The only time he's got under this in the last five games, he had 77 against the Bears. He was five off. So um, we're taking Amon Ross, St. Brown. Um, we're taking two NFC East wide receivers. And this is, again, 
One of them, it's like, if he doesn't step up this week, I'm going to fucking put a foot in my own ass, basically. Um, that's A.J. Brown. We're taking A.J. Brown over 73 and a half receiving yards. He is so due, it hurts. The last three weeks, 66, 8, 37 yards. The last time he kind of went a little catatonic. Um, hurts also missed him for a wide open touchdown last week. They just started feeding him the ball, and I think that's going to happen this week. Um, and along those lines, that is why we are going C.D. Lamb over 85 and a half receiving yards last three game, last two games, 38-53. They've won, so it hasn't mattered, but um, I think they're going to feed C.D. And with that in mind, hottest quarterback in football right now is Dak Prescott. Um, Seahawks' strength is their run defense, so we're going Dak over 283 and a half passing yards. I like it. I agree Browns do, even though I hate him. Um yeah, I like Amon Ra. I like um, the Mon- it's a Montgomery. Does he have to go over his his rushing total or score a touchdown? No, him and Hurts just need to rush one in or catch one in. But that seems yeah, he is their goal line guy, so I like it. Seems a little bit more unlikely with Hurts. Um, all right, before we wrap up, um, I got to do I- promos. Are we going to do the Banker FanDuel one really quick? Oh yeah, do that, and then I have uh, two piece of gambling news: one team to fade the rest of the season after a quote I just read. And then uh, they're both basketball, and then one just food for thought. I like it. I like it. Giving us hot tips. All right. Um, I'm pulling it up right now, but uh, I put in a a 13-legger. It's uh, $9 to win a clean million dollars. Um, So do. A million bucks is uh, a lot of money, Chase. I know you like your nine, Nine legs? No, no, 13 legs, $9 oh, to win a million bucks. Oh, okay. So what I did this week was I took the over or the under in each of the conference championship games, and I, I fucked with them. I took the alternates. I, I reverse teased them, and then I took uh, I, I took the spreads or the money line in the game, um, and then I sprinkled a little bit of NFL in there, get to a million bucks. Um, so in the Pac-12, I got <laughs> – I got over 90 points here. There's absolutely a world where this game goes over 90 points. It did last time. And if it does do that, I think Washington hugely benefits in a shootout. This is the hardest leg. I may put this in as, as a as a standalone two-leg same gamer uh, because it's plus 3,000 on its own. But over 90 points, Washington money line, first leg. Second leg, big 12 over 60 and Texas minus 14 and a half uh, third leg SEC Bama with the money line and over 59 and a half and in the ACC over 47 and a half and I teased Florida I reverse teased Florida State all the way to uh, minus 13 and a half because I think they blow Louisville out I think they stink and then a couple of NFL bets uh, Seahawks Cowboys over 47. Michigan at Iowa under 34 and a half. I'm actually zagging with our, with our pick before. Um, and then Pat's plus six uh, Broncos, Texans over 47 and a half and Niners Eagles over 47 and a half, 10 bucks, sorry, nine bucks to win a million. Time to be a millionaire. Let's um, be fucking millionaires, Chase. All right. Two pieces of basketball news. Fade Louisville basketball the rest of the season. They had a guy who didn't play many minutes tonight. Kenny Payne said their coach, we, he didn't play a lot because we didn't have the tights that he wanted, so he didn't know if he wanted to play. Jeez, that's soft. Fade that team the rest of the year. And I would never say fade this guy because I think he's one of the greatest basketball coaches of the modern era, but uh, suppose getting divorced. Really? Do we think it matters? Maybe this motivates him more, more time for basketball. It means, look, I don't think it's going to matter, but, you know, it could be some off-the-court distractions. Who knows? A lot of the greats have gotten divorced. You know, Belichick, I'm pretty That's sure he's had some divorces. But you got to do it in the offseason. That's a good point. A real basketball guy would have can't, gotten divorced in the offseason. Can't look, there's a reason that they're not in the semis for the or the quarters for the play-in tournament or, or the uh, Vegas tournament. Yeah, he's worried about what his prenup says. So just some food for thought there. Um, all right, you want to say your picks and then we'll wrap this up? Yeah, I got uh, Oregon minus nine and a half, Iowa at Michigan over 34 and a half Patriots plus six versus chargers, uh, Niners Eagles over 47 and a half. And my lock schmear of the week 
Florida State minus two and a half versus Louisville. All right, I got lock of the week, Iowa, Michigan, over 34 and a half, over 55 and a half in the Georgia-Bama game, Chargers, Pats, under 40 and a half, Colts minus one and a half at the Titans, over 47 and a half, and the Eagles. Any concluding thoughts, notes, comments, questions, concerns for this week's podcast? Nothing for me. I'm uh, I'm really excited for a great championship weekend and uh, a fun NFL slate, and hopefully I keep the winning going because it's really fun when you win. Oh, it's much better. Everyone enjoy uh, – this Friday is December, so uh, we are officially in the home stretch of 2023. Crazy shit. Um, I will be out of the country, as I said, but have no fear, guys. I'm staying at a real hotel where the Wi-Fi will be just fine. Um, I've recorded many podcasts from this hotel. Um, so we'll be back same time, same place next week for what will be our first successful um, not transatlantic podcast because Aruba's on this side of the Atlantic Ocean. but uh, Transatlantic. Transnational uh, podcast. And with Davey Bagels, my name is Chase Podorski, and this is the Bagels and Locks podcast.